Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. At one time or another, we all find ourselves walking along restless shores. Hello, Hunter James here. Just wanted to remind you the new podcast, Seamus, will begin in a few weeks. You can hear a short preview after this episode of Restless Shores. Welcome to our program. Previously on Restless Shores, Lorna overheard a conversation between Elise and Alan that shocked her to the core. In today's episode, Lorna confronts Elise about what she has learned. Elise, I'm going to ask you something, and I insist that you answer me honestly. Do you understand? I understand. Is your baby alive? Yes, she is. What? How did it happen? How did this happen, Elise? Oh, one thing just followed another. That's really how it happened. One thing just followed another. As stupid as it sounds, that's just what happened. That's all there was to it. That's not all there was to it. Somehow you arrived here. Tell me what happened. Veronica Zeller was going to take my baby away. She had already taken so much from me. I just couldn't... I couldn't... That ruling was very unjust. It was unjust. So when Lily Bello came to me with a plan, I... What What plan? She was going to help us fake the baby's death and set up a phony adoption to account for the baby we still had. This was Lily Bello's idea? Yes, but she tricked us. She tricked us, Lorna. It was her plan all along to keep the baby for herself, knowing that we couldn't go to the police without exposing her own crime. And Alan Woodward was in on this? I don't think he was at first, but he is now, after what we did to him. Alan brought all that on himself, Elise, conspiring to push both of us out of the company. At any rate, he's fully on board now. He told me he plans to carry on with the deception until he can divorce Lily and then let her keep the baby. This is intolerable. It's over. There's nothing to be done. There's always something to be done. Speaking of Alan and Lily, they are currently meeting with U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services agent Alexis Schwartz, who is seeking to confirm the legitimacy of their marriage. Now then, Dr. Bello, I understand this is your second marriage in a relatively short period. Is that correct? Yes, my marriage to Regina Miranda was ill-advised, as it turns out. I have no such reservations this time. Isn't that right, darling? Of course it's right. We're completely on the up and up, yes sirree. All right, dear. The file indicates that the agency received a tip 
that your marriage to Miss Miranda was fraudulent. I believe that was an ex-lover of Regina's being petty and vindictive. Actually, it says here that the tip came from a nurse at the hospital where you work. A nurse? It was kept anonymous during the investigation, but it was unsealed after you and Miss Miranda were cleared of any wrongdoing. It was a nurse. Apparently, some anti-immigration zealot. Her complaint had nothing to do with you personally. She just doesn't like foreigners, any foreigners. Agent Fowl's final report was very thorough, and it cleared you and Miss Miranda completely. Well, good. But let's move on to this marriage. Can you tell me how the two of you met? Oh, it's not terribly romantic, I'm afraid, except perhaps to us. I was providing some medical evidence in a business dispute in which Alan was involved, and well, he just swept me off my feet. <laughs> and that's what she did to me too. She swept me off my feet just like that. I see. It was a whirlwind romance. And have the two of you discussed having children? We have a child. Excuse me. We have a beautiful baby girl, Olivia. She's asleep in our bedroom. That wasn't in the file. We just adopted her. The ink's still wet on the adoption papers, actually. How in the world did you get approved for an adoption so quickly? Lily here is an expert at navigating American bureaucracy. No one deserves to be a citizen as much as she does. As an emigre dealing with your Byzantine immigration laws, I have no choice but to become an expert. Oh. No offense intended. None taken, Doctor Bello. I assure you, I know only too well how difficult the process can be. In any case, it was a directed adoption. Olivia's biological mother was a patient of mine in very dire straits. Alan and I were thrilled to be able to help. <laughs> thrilled. Yep, that's the word. All right, thrilled. Well, I must say, everything seems to be in order here. This is obviously a stable, loving home, and with the addition of a child, well, I think my office can officially close the file on you. Thank you, Agent Schwartz, and may I just say I'm positively thrilled to be becoming a U.S. citizen. This country truly is my home away from home. Well then, let me just say, welcome to America. Thank you. Can I ask you for just one last favor, Doctor Bello? Certainly. What is it? May I see your baby? Meanwhile, in an abandoned warehouse at the edge of town, Doctor Magnus Carlyle is preparing to carry out the consciousness transfer procedure. From Milton Roop's mind into the mind of an unwilling Miguel Rios. Are you ready, Milton? I certainly am. I've alerted my staff and the public to prepare for a change in my appearance. I'm sure it will come as a shock to some, but what the hell? My appearance has changed once before when you kidnapped me and performed that plastic surgery on me against my will. Remember that? That was a long time ago. Water under the bridge, right? Are you still angry? Oh, why should I be angry, Magnus? You only kidnapped me, took away my face, tortured me, brainwashed me into thinking I was someone else, blew up a casino in which I was a silent investor, and killed my only son. 
But now I'm paying you back, right? We're even? Mm-hmm. How do I know you won't just kill me when the procedure is complete? After all, you did try to strangle me not that long ago. Oh, don't be ridiculous, Magnus. If I wanted you dead, well, you'd be dead. I'll need you on hand in case there are any medical complications, or if I need to make another transfer somewhere down the line. Who would you transfer into? Miguel was your last clone standing. The last one we know of. You yourself didn't know about Miguel until very recently. Uh, that's true. You and I have an alliance, Magnus. It may be forged in mutual hatred, but it's an alliance nonetheless. Please don't do this. Ah! It seems our subject has some final words. Milton, don't you understand what's happening here? This procedure isn't going to extend your life. It's just going to copy your memories into my brain. You'll be dead, don't you see? And I'll be walking around with a... with a duplicate of you in my head. And I might be talking like you and acting like you, but I won't be you, because you'll be dead. Is that true, Magnus? That's more of a metaphysical question. I'm a man of science. Be straight with me. Oh, well, it's the Theseus Paradox, isn't it? The what? The Theseus Paradox. It's a thought experiment put forth by the Greek philosopher Plutarch. Theseus was a hero of Greek mythology and the founder of Athens. When he returned home from his many battles at sea, his ship was kept in Athens harbor for centuries as a kind of floating memorial. Over the years... As individual planks of the ship rotted and decayed, they would be replaced with new lumber to ensure that the ship remained, well, ship-shape, if you'll forgive the pun. Slowly but surely, over the centuries, every single plank of the ship was eventually replaced. The question Plutarch asked was, was it still the same ship? That's fine, Magnus, but I'm a man, not a ship. And for all practical purposes, you'll still be the same man, just in a younger body. The same memories, the same thoughts and feelings, the same resentments and hatreds. And what happens to my old body? Like an old plank from the ship of Theseus, it will just rot away. I can live with that. Let's do it. Milton, think about what you're doing. Think of all of the people you'll be hurting. Think of the, your family. Think of Uriah. Think of Rhonda. Think of Lorna. Think of Caleb and Rose. Those people are not my real family. Even the twins. They may have my DNA, but they are not my children. I think we all know that. You're wrong, Milton. Family isn't just biology. They are not just planks in a ship. They are the people you choose to sail in that ship with you. You and I share the same biology, but we are not family. We never have been. Uriah, on the other hand, he is your family. Uriah is a Bulgakov, not a Rup. No, you know Uriah his entire life. Where was Ivan Bulgakov the whole time? Was it Ivan Bulgakov watching Uriah grow up? Seeing him graduate from business school? Seeing him run the family business? No, it was you, Milton. Uriah may not share his DNA with you, but it's your family all the same. Are you telling me you've taken no pride in his accomplishments over the years? That his pain isn't your pain? Can you really stand by and watch his life be destroyed? Watch him take the fall for your actions? Watch him face bankruptcy and jail and maybe worse? That's your grandson, 
no matter what is in his blood. That's your grandson. He's been your grandson his whole life, and he'll always be your grandson. Not Ivan Bulgakov's, yours, Milton Roof's, Uriah is a Roof. He always has been, and he always will be. Damn you, Miguel Rios. Shall I proceed with the procedure? Milton? Milton? Will Milton go through with the consciousness transfer? Will Uriah take the fall for Milton's actions? Can Lorna help Elise get her baby back? Tune in next time to Restless Shores. If you enjoyed today's program, please take a moment to leave a review. This episode of Restless Shores was written by Greg Tulinen and Drew Massey and directed by Tom Hinton. Lorna Rios was played by Sally Kent. Elise Geltz was played by Becky Chase. Alexis Schwartz was played by Julie Scala. Lily Bella was played by Leslie Woodruff. Alan Woodward was played by Drew Massey. Magnus Carlyle was played by Mike Rowe. Milton Roop was played by Zach Hogkamp. Miguel Rios was played by Aaron Sanchez. I'm Chris Newcomb. Restless Shores is a production of New Meadows Media and is intended for the non-commercial use of listeners. All rights reserved. Until next time, stay restless. Seamus, The Case of the Mason Jars, Part 1, A Road Trip, is based on the book A Bullet for Cinderella by John MacDonald. Doris, can I get a refill here for the road? Where are you going? Who says I'm going anywhere? <laughs> you just did. <laughs> oh, out of town for a few days. You coming back? How could I not come back to this fine dining establishment? Uh huh. A steady April rain was soaking the earth. It hadn't been a bad drive, though, until dusk came. In the half light, it was hard to see the road. The rain was heavy enough to reflect my headlights back against the windshield. I was beginning to see the green exit signs for Leebrook. My trip here started with Floyd Vincent of Leebrook. When Internal Affairs had interrogated me, I told them how Floyd had died, but nothing more than that. I didn't tell them any of the stuff Floyd had told me. I'd known him casually, just another cop. He told me about it one night. That was after he got pretty drunk.